Hello, nature lovers. Do you love to read books like I do? I've always enjoyed reading books ever since I was a kid, especially books about nature. Unfortunately, as I get older, I find myself with less and less time to sit down with a good book. I've solved that problem with Audible. Audible allows you to listen to your favorite titles while you are driving at the gym, taking a walk, wherever you are. With all the latest titles, you'll have quite a selection to choose from. And they have podcasts, too. Start listening today with a free 30-day trial. To get your free 30-day trial, go to the show notes and click on the link. Happy listening. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Nature Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and today I find myself in a really beautiful place. This is a park. It's actually a state park that I have worked at in the past, but I also enjoy just coming here and visiting and, and hiking the trails here. I am at Letchworth State Park, which is found around Castile, New York. It is known as the Grand Canyon of the East by many. It is a large gorge, very thin park, but very long. It is called the Grand Canyon of the East because it's a very deep gorge, very beautiful. A lot of people come here just to see the waterfalls. There are three large waterfalls throughout the park, the upper falls, middle falls, and the lower falls. And a lot of people will come here just to see the waterfalls. At the Middle Falls, there's actually a restaurant and hotel. You can stay overnight and you can sit out on the deck and hear and see the waterfalls while you're eating your lunch, brunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever. Um, it's, it's a beautiful place, Letra State Park. There's also a lot of history here. The park was actually named after William Pryor Letchworth. William Pryor Letchworth was a businessman. He was a prominent businessman in Buffalo, New York. When he went on some of his business trips from Buffalo to New York City, back then you basically take the train and he would ride the train and it would go right through Letchworth State Park. Uh, there's still a bridge going over the Genesee River here, which is what carved the gorge. The Genesee River flows from south, starting down in Pennsylvania, flows all the way up to the north, and at Lake Ontario, I believe. And so it's flowing from south to north, and it, over uh, thousands of years, it dug this canyon through the park. And that's what William Pryor Letchworth was seeing every time that he went on these train trips. Sometimes the trains would actually stop, let the passengers off so that they could view the waterfalls, view the beauty, see some of the wildlife around. Um, so it, at one point it was starting to get decimated because they did have lumbering going on and there was a lumber mill right at the falls and they put it there because 
they used the waterfall, the water, to generate their saws, the sawmill. And unfortunately, because they're cutting down so many trees, it was starting to look not as pristine as it used to. And Mr. Wetchworth saw this. He didn't approve of it. So what he did is, well, he bought the land. He bought the land and built his house there. Now, when he built his house, he did open it up and invite people to come and visit to see the waterfall, see the beauty there. It was kind of his getaway from his business in the city. Now, eventually, when Mr. Letchworth died, he did donate the land to New York State, and they turned it into a state park. Now, there is also history in the park about the Native Americans in the area, the, the Iroquois. Mary Jemison used to live in the area. Now, Mary Jemison was a white woman. She was adopted by the Native Americans. And there's a long story, a long history about this as well, where she, her family was essentially killed by Native Americans and her and her brother were taken to be used as slaves and some women they felt sorry for her and they you know got attached to her and they took her in as one of their own so she was both native american and she was also a white woman now because she was taken so young she knew the native american language and it was very difficult for her after a while to even speak English. She ended up being rather an interpreter between the Native American people and the English people as she learned the language more and more or remembered bits of it. But anyhow, there's a whole history there about the whole uh, in the park here in the region about Mary Jemison as well. And actually, the trail I am on right now is the Mary Jemison Trail. I first came in, I started out at the south part of the park and I came up to the, the council house, which is where, once again, we're getting into Iroquois, uh, more of the history of the park here. The council house was an old council house, Iroquois council house that was falling apart and Letchworth just totally was enthralled by Native American culture. So he heard about this council house that was falling apart. He had it disassembled and taken to his property at Letchworth State Park, which wasn't a state park at that time, and it was reassembled there. Now, after the Revolutionary War, the Iroquois Federation kind of fell apart Part of the reason was because the Mohawk had kind of gotten tricked into helping the English in the war. And George Washington told them, hey, everyone stay out of this. It's not your fight. This is our fight. And everyone, the five nations said, okay, not a problem. We get it. We don't want to get involved. And 
somehow the Mohawk, who were the easternmost of the nations of the Iroquois, they did side with the English. And so there was a, a rift there between the different nations and eventually the whole Iroquois Federation fell apart. Now, Fletchworth didn't like this, so he talked to the president chiefs at his time and talked to them and said, hey, why don't you guys come over? I got this council house. And I mean, it didn't go down like this, but this is essentially what he did. And he says, let's, you know, let's, let's get together and, you know, bury the hatchet. And that's what they did. So the Iroquois Federation kind of got pulled back together again, the five nations. And if before I get all the emails, yes, I know there's a sixth nation, the Tuscarora, but at the time it was the five nations. So they were once again the Iroquois Federation. And once again, that's part of the history of this park here. All of this happened right here at Lecherous State Park. That's where I started and I headed out on the um, Hemlock Trail, which turns into the Mary Jemison Trail. This is one of my favorite trails here at the park because most of the crowds are at the waterfall. They're walking the main trail along the canyon. I, because I used to work here as a naturalist for, I think it was like three, four years, I, I've seen the waterfalls enough. I've seen the canyon enough, um, the gorge. So it, to me, I like the peace and solitude of being up here in the woods. So the Mary Jemison Trail actually goes along this trail and I can just see up here in the distance there is part of the railway. Uh, this is the, it's been rebuilt of course, but this is part of the railway system that went from Buffalo to New York City that Letchworth used to take. And so we, part of it goes, the trail goes underneath that railway here. And there's a stone viaduct here for it. So it's kind of interesting. It's a beautiful place back in here. Usually a lot of birds. Oh, there's some trillium, white trillium, and some pink trillium as well. So yeah, there's some trillium that's in bloom right now. But back to the history of the park, you know, you have the Iroquois history, you have Letchworth's history of the park, um, New York State turned it into a state park. And actually, back in... 2015, so not too long ago, there was a competition, so to say, USA Today Reader's Choice Award for the best state park in the United States. You're talking state parks anywhere in the United States. And there was a competition, people would vote. This is people's choice, so people were voting on it. Uh, I remember this very distinctly because it was a big deal for the park and they were promoting it, the local television stations were promoting it, and Letchworth actually came out on top. They won the award as being the top state park in the entire U.S. So it was pretty impressive. There was more than 6,000 parks nominated across the country and that was narrowed down to 19 
which is what people voted on, those top 19. And Letchworth beat out the other 18, and they got the awards. Uh, uh, pretty, pretty impressive for a state park. So you can see, this is a great state park. I, if you've never been here to Letchworth State Park, come. Yeah, you have to come. It's a beautiful place. There are 66 miles of hiking trails here. Like I said, some are paved along the edge of the uh, canyon, the gorge. Others go off into the woods. Uh, there's a nature center that they just put up not too long ago. It's fairly new with some nice displays inside. They have a handicapped trail here. And I'm going to excuse the noise. There's some brush along the trail here and I'm going to clear it out of the way, which that brings me to my uh, reason for deciding to come here today and the topic of our podcast. The topic is not Letcher State Park. Sometime maybe I will do an episode on Letcher State Park. I actually have my plastic garbage bag with me today in case I find any trash out on the trails. And that's because this Saturday, June 3rd, is National Trails Day. Now, it also goes by the name of International Trails Day or World Trails Day. But I've always known it as National Trails Day, mostly because it's was started in the United States. Uh, but Canada actually is the one who first started celebrating it under the name of International Trails Day. And of course, now, there are more than a dozen countries celebrating National Trails Day or International or World Trails Day, whatever you want to call it, all across the world. So what is this National Trails Day all about? It's about cleaning up, celebrating trails, uh, enjoying trails, you know, thanking the people who take care of these trails, doing your part to enjoy the trails to take care of them yourself. So how can you do all this? What are your plans for National Trails Day? Well, you can join a group that has a project going on. Uh, there's several groups that will actually have projects that they're leading for hiking on a trail, doing some maintenance on that trail. Maybe they're just doing a cleanup. Um, I, like I said, I always have my plastic bag with me when I go hiking so that I can help clean up the trail if I see any trash along the way. Uh, a lot of times if I don't have my bag with me, I will take and just pick the garbage up and stick it in my pocket. But if you ever find something big like a, a can, you, I, I would rather have a bag with me. That's why I usually bring it. But that's one thing that I do, and that's something you can do. You can join a group that's doing the trail cleanup, trail maintenance. Uh, some groups are just celebrating by doing a hike. They're taking a group of people out to enjoy the trails. And that's another thing I encourage you to do, is take someone who doesn't go out hiking much. I mean, hopefully you're a hiker and you enjoy hiking. But there's a lot of people who, who don't do a lot of hiking. I substitute teach in a middle school and the kids there, I swear none of them get outdoors. Half of them are on the computers all the time. Their idea of nature is watching it on TV or on a video game. They don't get out hiking. 
Um, and those people, those kids who do get outdoors, it's mostly for sports or, you know, just to get out and play, which is great. I love when people are outdoors no matter what age. But my point is get out and actually hike on the trails. So get out and actually enjoy the trails, hike them, get out and get some exercise on the trails and take someone with you. So take someone with you and introduce them to the joys of hiking, getting out there and exploring nature out on the trails. Now, another thing you can do while you're out on the trails to celebrate National Trails Day, if you don't want to join a group or an organization that has an event going on, you can do your own thing. You can actually head out on the trail and go hiking and do some trail maintenance. Maybe you know a trail that needs a little work. Springtime's the best time because you had all the wind coming through, bringing in the warm fronts, knocking all the branches off of the trees, and you've got a lot of debris across the trails. So it's a good time to get out and start moving the debris off the trail. Now do it safely. I don't want you getting hurt, but I also want to make sure you do it gently. And when I say doing it gently, I mean, if you have a big log, move it slowly. You never know who's living underneath there already. There may be salamanders under there. There may be insects under there. That's their habitat. That's their home. So move it gently off of the trail. And of course, your safety is in mind as well. You want to go and move that object and not get stung by a bunch of bees or have some snake hiding behind it. That does happen. So you want to make sure that you are keeping yourself safe as well when you're doing trail maintenance. You also don't want to be cutting a tree branch that has some tension behind it and all of a sudden you cut it and it snaps back and whacks you in the face. So be careful when you're doing that. Another thing when you're on the trails to celebrate National Trails Day, taking care of the trails, a good thing to do is make sure that you leave them as they are, other than the minor maintenance. Stay on the trails. There's a saying that I used to, that I saw when I was young on a sign. We had a local area that was a wetland. They called it sinking ponds because they, there were several bridges, a road was built through this area. And because it was a really marshy, soft, quicksandy type area, the bridges kept sinking and they kept building another bridge on top of it. Finally, they realized it's like, yeah, we are not going to have a bridge survive here. They finally decided to reroute the entire road right around this area and they turned this area into a nature preserve. And they called it Sinking Ponds because of that. But, well, at the entrance to Sinking Ponds, there's always a sign, leave nothing but footprints, take nothing but pictures. And I, I have stood by that since I was a kid. I mean, this is a natural area. It's pristine. It's beautiful. Let's leave it as it is. Let's not take anything. Don't pick flowers. They may be beautiful. Uh, don't take anything from nature. Don't disturb it. And one way that you can do that is by staying on the trail. This is a big one for me, is staying on the trail. If you're getting off the trails, you're making a whole new trail that doesn't belong there. And those trails, those new trails, other people will see them and guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna start taking those trails as well. And pretty soon, you've got a whole new trail and it could be going through a sensitive area. I hate shortcuts. 
I hate when people take shortcuts out in the woods. There's a zigzag trail going down the hill for a reason. Yeah, the, the switchbacks. They're to make it easier for you to get up and down that hill. But so many times the people going down the hill, they don't want to go all that extra distance on the switchback. So they'll make a new trail going straight down. And then people start using it to go up. And pretty soon you have a whole new trail. And the people who are going up are slipping and sliding on this trail because it's steep. And so they're digging up the dirt and they're making a mess. And they're just totally decimating the area. So that's why I don't like when people go off trail. I remember when I was younger and my son was in scouts and I was a scout leader and we went to the local Boy Scout camp or Cub Scout camp actually. Uh, the Cub Scout camp, there were so many extra little trails. These extra little trails are because the boys just didn't want to take the long way around. They started making their own little trails. And at one point they put up little signs there and you're talking kids. They weren't paying attention to the signs. Of course, neither were the adults. I was up in the Ho Rainforest a few years back and here's this beautiful tree. It was so gorgeous that people want to take their pictures with it. Well, you could see that this was such a, a big popular picture-taking area because the, there was a path worn over to the tree. And the park rangers were trying to get this back to its pristine, beautiful way it was. And the way they were doing it is they put a sign up. And it wasn't just a sign saying, hey, do not walk here. I mean, that was on there. But it was also showing this is what it should look like. This is what happens when people don't stay on the trail. You're harming this delicate area. So it was educating too, which is what I loved about the sign. It was educating them, hey, this is why we want you to stay back. Get your picture from a distance. Go, don't go walking through this sensitive area. And what did I see right after I read the sign? Someone standing right next to the tree, taking a picture. And I actually, it angered me so much, I just said something to him in a nice, polite way. I said, you know, there's a reason that the sign is here and you're not supposed to be back there. That reason is because this is sensitive area, the plant, and they just looked at me like I was talking another language. And they just totally ignored me. It's like, that's the way some people are. But National Trails Day, let's not be that type of person. Even if you have been in the past, time to change those habits. You know, start teaching people, which is the other thing I like about National Trails Day and I feel that everyone should be doing. And hopefully this is something you want to do. Educate people. You and I know how to take care of the trails, but not everyone does. So educate people on how to take care of the trails. Just give them the same advice I've been giving you right now. You know, get out and enjoy the trails, but while you're doing it, Take care of them. Pick up the garbage. Don't go off the trails. Don't pick plants. Don't help that animal that doesn't need help. It's not a pet. Take care of these trails. The only thing you should be moving is debris on the trail. That's it. So educate other people about how to love our trails and how to take care of these trails. Speaking of taking care of the trails and picking up any trash you see, what about your trash? Don't leave it behind. Always make sure when you're hiking and you have trash with you. Maybe, I know, I always like to take trail bars. 
I like to have some water with me. You know, I always have some food so that just in case I get hungry or there's an emergency and I can't get out of the woods and I'm stuck here, but that rarely happens, but you never know. So I always have this with me, but if I eat that trail bar on the trail, I always make sure that afterwards I take my trash out with me. I don't just drop it on the ground. Even if it's biodegradable, don't put it on the ground. If you carry it in, carry it back out again. Anything that you bring in with you should go back out with you. And if you're out hiking or camping, think about the leave no trace rule. When I was a scout leader, I used to teach leave no trace. The essentials, there's 10 essentials to leave no trace, but the basic premise of leave no trace is basically leave the trail, leave the campsite, leave the area as you found it. And I always like to add something extra to that, as you found it or better. Now, the last thing I want to talk about with taking care of the trails is trail wear. I'm sure as you're hiking along the trail, you've probably seen it in different places, the trail is really worn down. I mean, you know where the trail is. You don't have to even look at the blazes on the tree unless it's a brand new trail. Because after a while, because so many people are hiking there, they're wearing it down. They're packing it down with their weight. You get hundreds, thousands of people walking the same trail, hopefully not going off the trail, but hiking the same trail, it's going to start packing it down and wearing it down. I remember hiking up in the Adirondacks, and up in the Adirondacks, they started doing a program where they left a big pile of gravel, fine gravel, at the trailhead to some of their more popular trails. And the premise behind it was, and they explained this on a sign, but the premise was, hey, fill your pocket with some of this. Not to add extra weight, not to make it tougher on you so that you don't go as far, but as you go up the trail, drop it along the trail. I mean, we're the ones who are beating down on this trail. Now it's time to start replacing it. So let's start putting more of this gravel or dirt. I don't remember exactly what it was they had at the trailhead, but let's take it with us and start putting more there to build up this trail. Because the problem with wearing down the trail is you start exposing roots, the roots of the trees, and they start getting worn and essentially you're harming them. You're harming that tree because the roots are getting worn down. They're losing their protective covering they essentially are getting harmed. Now, as you're hiking along and these trails are getting more and more worn by the, I mean, up in the Adirondacks, thousands of people use those trails every year. So as they're getting worn down and packed down, they become less absorbent. As water, when it rains, gets on these trails, where do you think it's gonna stick? It's gonna be in this indentation. You're basically creating a river. I remember getting caught in the rain once up on one of these packed down trails. Uh, it was like a river flowing down it. Around me, the ground was just absorbing the water. But here, where it was packed down and hard, the water couldn't absorb into the soil. 
because it was packed down so much. So what happens when the trail gets wet? Well, part of it washes away, which makes it even deeper, but the worst part is people don't want to walk in that wet area. So where are they going to walk? Next to it. Yeah, I see it at another place I go hiking a lot where this, in the springtime, it gets really wet in sections along this trail. And part of it is because there's small drainage ditches, drainage areas going along this trail or across this trail. And that area gets wet, but it's also because it's getting packed down and the water does not soak into the soil as easily. So what happens is there's new routes around. People just go around where it's dry because they don't want to get all muddy. It's like, hey, if you don't want to get muddy, don't hike in the spring, but you're going to get muddy if you hike in the spring. So that's what happens and you get new trails or the trail gets wider and you're stepping on plants that shouldn't be stepped on. Remember my little tip, stay on the trail. Well, if you're avoiding the mud, you're going off the trail. So it's kind of a catch 22. You're staying on the trail, but then you're packing it down. Now I am just about to the end of the Mary Jemison Trail where it's in the woods and it's gonna be heading out towards the road. So we're gonna start getting some traffic noise here in a little while. So I'm gonna wrap this up. I hope you enjoyed learning about National Trails Day. I highly encourage you get out there, explore the woods, Take a friend out on the trails as well. Remember to stay on the trails while you're out there. Make sure that you take care of the trails, pick up any garbage along the way. Oh, we got some Jack in the Pulpit coming up along the side of the trail. And this one's almost in the trail, so I'm gonna be very careful and I'm actually going to put some sticks in front of it because it's so close to the edge of the trail here. I don't want anyone stepping on it. It's a really neat looking flower here. It's what we call Jack in the Pulpit. It's got three leaves and that's got a stalk coming up with a flower that has kind of a cap coming over the top of it. And since I found some Jack in the Pulpit, I think I'm gonna call it a wrap on this episode and I'm gonna head out of the woods find another trail to hike get out there explore nature more get out on the trails bring a friend with you and speaking of bringing a friend bring a friend to the next episode of the podcast introduce them to the nature wanderer podcast so don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you'd like to support the podcast you can either go to my Ko-Fi page or you can go to my Patreon page. The Patreon, if you become a patron, you get a lot of extras. And by extras, I mean you get workshops, you get pictures, you get videos. Uh, you get a lot of extras if you become a patron on my Patreon page. You can also support the podcast and look awesome while you're out there on the trails by wearing a Nature Wanderer t-shirt or some other merchandise. My store link is in the show notes. You can also reach my store from my website, which is naturewanderer.org. The Instagram page is the nature wander underscores in between each word. 
You can also find me on Facebook at The Nature Wanderer. And of course, have a great day and keep exploring the nature around you. Get out on the trails. Thank you.